My name is Shadarellis. You are officially tuned in to Denia Azure Radio. Only here. Appreciate y'all. Peace and love. Good afternoon, Shannon. Welcome to Denia Azure Radio. How are you? Hey, hey. How you doing? How you doing? I am good. I am good. I'm so glad to have you here. So proud of everything that you've been doing. Go ahead and tell everybody who you are and how you got into music. My name is Shy the Realist, one of the bad kids. Um, I was born in Chicago, Illinois, is how I got this name, but I spent my entire life in Rochester, New York, where I got my fame. Ah, that rhymed. That was cool. I might just make that my tagline. <laughs> um, yeah, I got into music um, off of, like, my motherless upbringing. Um, and my stepbrother, godbrother, um, he told me that I should – try rapping because he wanted to rap and I started rapping for the first time uh telling the story of how my mom uh I never knew her and how she wasn't in my life um and that kind of became like an ongoing thing I was the bully kid I was picked on I was bullied um but rap kind of made kids stop looking at me as less than like it was like oh my god yo you spit that spit that rap that you spit before I was like all right they liked me. They like they actually liked me for something. And um I kept doing it. And I kept got better at it and it became a a passion. It came from a reputation builder to a passion. I love it. I love it, you know, 'cause I would say that music is healing and music is definitely what helped me to survive school 'cause I did um choir and theater and all that, you know, as a child and so if I wouldn't have done that I don't think I would have made it through Grammar school or high school, because I wasn't so into the academics. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. So what was the first rap song that you ever wrote, and what was it about? You said the first song or the best song? The, the first song. First song. Okay, okay. I was about to be like, that was going to be a hard choice. <laughs> um, first song was called "Life of a Teenager." I wrote it when I was fourteen years old. And so I didn't know who my mother was. I was born in Chicago, but my dad brought me to Rochester when I was a little over one years old um, because he didn't want to raise me in Chicago by himself with just my godfathers. Um, And he needed help. So he came to his mother in Rochester, New York. And I never knew what my mom looked like, never knew anything but her name. And... uh, so I was hurt when I was in, like, from the third grade on, I was hurt by, like, being bullied, of course, and knowing that if I was to say that my mother, I didn't know my mother, that would be something else that I was bullied about. So I said my mom was dead. Because in all actuality, she was kind of, like, dead to me. Um, I got tired of her. She was going to come and see me, and she didn't. So... Um, one time I got suspended from school off of a lie that my student, the, the, the classmates had said about me. And I got in trouble at home, even though I was telling the truth. And I was like, damn, I, I wish I had a mom to, like, talk to about this. Like, I, I, felt, I wish I had a mom to, like, hug me, to, like, be there. And from that day on, I said she was dead. And now that song I wrote, like, 65 years later, um, was literally just a self um, confession that my mom was alive 
And I started going to church on my own. So when I went to church, they were like, baby, you want to do praise and worship? I'm like, okay, because I was singing before I was rapping. And uh, I was like, I actually have a song, Mama, uh, which was my church mom, um, Pastor Shirley Heidi. And she uh, she was like, all right, do it now. I ain't got no cussing in it. I'm like, no, I don't got no cursing in <laughs> So uh, I did the song, and they just showed me so much love with it in my story. And I got, I got a lot of confidence from the churches. And I started doing it in schools. And um, that's how the, the reputation builder and all of that became part of my story. I love it. I love it. And Chester, this is my guest here on Denia Azure Radio. So who would you say was your main, give me your, your main musical influences growing up? Oh, growing up at first, it was Lil Wayne. Um, bars um, and just punchlines and um, T.I., um, and this is, like, back when I was, like, 13, 12, 13. Um, Neo, when I started singing, Neo, Chris Brown, and Day 26. I don't know if anybody really remembers them. Day 26 was um, Making a Band 4 um, by Diddy, and I used to sing their songs before. This is before rap. I used to sing their songs a lot. Um, I thought I was going to be, like, an R&B singer. Um <laughs> Um, shout out to Q, Quano Mosley, who's actually from Rochester, New York, who's in Day 26. Um, they're actually on a Millennium Tour right now, shout out to them. But, uh, yeah, I um, when I when it came to rap, I started leaning more towards the Lil Wayne's, um, Drake, and then I discovered J. Cole, and it shifted everything for me. It became less about... Um, impressing people and became more about telling my story and just like being honest in my rap. Not to say that everybody's not honest, but just talking about what I know. And uh, that's who I really, really give who I've become today. I give that to like the Coles, the Kendricks, the Chance the Rappers. Those are my, my, the reasons why I'm here. That's awesome. I love it. I love it. So, you have been doing music for a minute. So talk about yeah. your journey um, when it comes to social media and how you became an influencer. Oh, um, so I'll never forget I had a conversation with somebody back in 2017 um, who told me, like, Yo, you look so serious. With all of my photos, I didn't really smile in. I just, like, did this model face serious face that I just always did and so people I started realizing people start treating me different not in a bad way but it was just treating me like so serious and I'm like I'm really stupid like I'm <laughs> I'm really goofy like I just like to make people laugh I've always been an entertainer I've always been a jokester and just one to like fill a room with positive energy but I realized that that wasn't translating my social media um, I didn't like the labor of Vine. I wasn't talented enough on Vine, so I didn't do that whole Vine era. Um, but, like, only close friends will really see how, how goofy I was. Um, then I, this guy, Chaz Bruce, um, who is from Rochester, he was actually the person who made the first beat. To, he made the beat to Life of a Teenager. 
Um, so he's the reason why, like, I started rapping. He made the first beat to it. I always give him that. But he was, like, a producer, um, a mentor, um, a improv comedian, um, like, just all around just creative guy. And uh, he told me about TikTok back in 2017. He was like, yo, this is about to blow. Tell you, hop on this now. Tell you. I'm like, yeah, I'm lazy. And for sure enough, he blew up and became like a viral TikTok influencer. So he started doing these things, uh, these different videos, and we would like hop in videos before too. I was on his ride with us viral show that he did, which basically he was like in a car interviewing random like celebrities and artists from the city. Um, and it was cool. And uh, then with the TikTok thing, he started an influencer pool party and he brought me along and that got picked up by BET for the BET Hip Hop Awards. And so we did a road to the BET Hip Hop Awards where we had influencer pool parties in Rochester, down to Houston, down to Miami, then to Atlanta for the weekend of the BET Hip Hop Awards. And we just created dope, funny, like, cool content and uh, just showed everybody how pool parties could be fun. And I was able to just be myself, you know what I mean? Just be my goofy, funny, just entertaining self. Um, and it, it just, it was it was cool. It was really cool. So I've been, like, really tapping more into, like, putting a lot of my personality in my reels and my TikToks. And, uh, yeah, just, just really, really uh, honing into my funny side as well as my serious side is, and just be as multifaceted as I can be, multidimensional. I love it. It's Heather, but this is my guest here on Denia Azure Radio. So tell everyone how Clubhouse changed your life. Clubhouse. Wow. Um, so back in the panoramic, <laughs> uh, when we were all bound to our phones, um, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Prince O, from uh, from the city, another artist, he's like, bro, you heard this TikTok, I mean, this uh, Clubhouse thing? I'm like, yeah. No, no. I was like, no, well, I'm lying. I'm like, no, I never heard of it. He was like, yo, bro, you got to get up on this. So this is back when Clubhouse had invite only, um, and it was only mm-hmm. iPhone. He invited me. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yo, there's different rooms and, and panels and discussions where people just, a lot of celebrities just being here. I'm like, what? So I hopped in. And I started, like, hopping into a lot of the A&R and exec rooms. Um, Fiending. I had two phones. So I'd be in two different rooms on two phones. Fiending. I remember I was up for three days straight. It was ridiculous. So um, one night, uh, there was an A&R exec room with, that was hosted by Malik Youssef. Um, it had Queen Angel, uh, celebrity manager, and um, – King Los, one of my all-time favorite lyricists of all time. Um, Royce the Five Nine was in there. RL was in there. Um, oh my God, uh, Raheem Devon, uh, one of my idols, R&B. And so many different people were in there, and I was like, "Yo, I gotta, uh, I gotta play a song." Everybody basically had everybody playing a song, um, and. I hopped in there and I actually made it to the list. So I'm in there and I play the song called Flaws. 
which was has always been one of my most prized possessions. Um, my favorite song I've ever done, and it was accompanied by my best friend slash cousin who passed away in January 2019. And uh, I play first uh, the, the beginning and the, and the chorus, and the room erupted. It was like they were like, "Bro, play play that again, please." And like I hadn't heard this response on anybody else's record, so I'm shaking. Like, I'm, like, shaking with excitement, and, like, this is really happening. Like, everybody is giving me so much love. Um, and then they asked me to play another record, and I play Message. Um, and when I played Message, they were like, uh, King Los was like, bro, never preface your songs ever with a disclaimer full of uncertainty. Bro, you are amazing. You are a gift, and like you are just as special as a J. Cole, as a Kendrick Lamar, and like I was, I was stuck, you know. And then Malik poured into me. He was like, "Bro, you need to activate your inner star. You are a star. And if I can see it and you can't see it, that's a problem, you know." And he was like, "Bro, look, bro, I'm gonna tap in with you. Just send me your info pack, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna tap in with you." And then like he went. Um, if anybody knows Malik, y'all know Malik when he when he gets into like I call it the sermon mode, where he's like really, really laying into you with some knowledge that you needed, your spirit needed, and like it changed the whole structure of the room to influencing and and inspiring everybody in the room to activate the inner star. Started talking about like uh, his upbringing and how he grew up with honestly a similar upbringing as me. You know, it, it was it was chilling. Um, how similar we were, how we weren't we weren't confident, both being big kids and 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 you know, all of that. And uh, the the rest is history. You know, uh, Malik definitely became a big brother to me. Um, took me in as one of the bad kids and uh, helped me hone talents that I didn't even know I really had as far as songwriting and, and actually stepping into the songwriting lane and all from Clubhouse, all from Clubhouse. My relationship with Raheem Devon crew, um, all from Clubhouse. King Los of Acknowledgement, all from Clubhouse. It's crazy. Awesome. So, and Shadow is my guest here on Denia Azure Radio. So you recently got to go into the studio with Malik for a few days. So tell us about that experience and how that came to be. Man, that was amazing like I was able I was nervous for a while because I was like how do I how do I songwrite you know what I mean like I know how to write my own songs but I looked at songwriting as such a different thing like it's really stepping out of myself and I was nervous I was like yo you know Malik bring me out here to be with him can I keep up can I do it? Is it possible? I'm like, you know, I'm going to go. And um, four days in the studio, um, I, I feel like I held my own. I felt I held my own, but I learned so much about the process. I learned so much about Malik's process. I got to see his genius in action and, like, hearing a lot of um, familiarities of what I've grown up listening to that, like was birthed from Malik 
And it was crazy, like, just seeing, like, oh, you're who is responsible. Like, you're, this is you. Wow. And it's, like, firsthand being, like, trained by, like, a master Jedi. It's, like, <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. That's super dope. And Shadow is my guest here on Denia is your radio. So you recently got to open up for Joiner Lucas. How did that happen and what was that experience like? Shout out to Joiner, shout out to Drew, shout out to the Tully app, which is what made how what made this all possible. So the Tully app was a is a distribution app. Um, not even just uh, distribution, but a production and distribution app um, created, co-created by Joiner. Um, he actually named the app after, I think, his old science teacher, Robert Tully, who told him that he was never going to be nothing in life. <laughs> so, he, so he created the app after, well, he was at the, like, not even the top of his success, but on his rise to his success where he is now, and named it after him, just like as a big middle finger of, like, I told you. You know, and um, but it's a it's an app where artists like myself can get in there and write, record, um, um, and uh, distribute records straight from the app. Um, it's the interface is crazy. You can store your masters in this app. You can uh, uh, add split sheets to this app. Uh, configure your metadata, um, have all your contracts for each song. Um, and an- another special feature is direct things called drops from Joiner and the team themselves, where they connect you with the opportunity to do something big. Um, for example, like somebody was able to, you could, if you do a verse for a Works to Five Nine track or verse for Bobby Smurda, do your best verse of Bobby Smurda, you can win cash, or you can win a feature with Royce, or you can win a feature with uh, Joyner Lucas. And then this one particular was a touring opportunity. Um, so for each city of his tour, he had an opportunity for somebody to submit a record and be brought out in the tour. And I submitted for all of them because I'm extra. <laughs> and I submitted a different song for each city. And um, they, for show hit me up uh, for San Diego and uh, asked me, was I sure? And I was like, absolutely. Booked my plane ticket that night and went out to San Diego, California, where not I didn't open up for Joyner. A lot of people get it misconstrued. I didn't open up for Joyner. Joyner started his concert, stopped his concert, brought me out in the middle of his concert, sat in a rocking chair on stage, watched me with the audience as I did who I am in front of his massive audience. And they loved me, you know. And the it, it, the, the most amazing thing wasn't just the performance. It was the moment that I was able to share with Joyner, you know. Um, I, I suffered from mental health a lot, depression, anxiety. And in 2016, I almost gave up on my life. And in the middle, after I got done performing, I said, Joyner, before I leave, bro, you saved my life. Um, I wanted to give up in 2016, and it was your song, which was a song called I'm Sorry, 
which if y'all don't know it, watch that video, trigger warning, it is very, very vividly honest and, and realistic. Um, but I was getting ready to commit suicide. And I watched that video. And at the end of the video, it had the number to the hotline. I cried while watching the video. And at the end, I called the hotline. And that's how I got my first therapist. And it saved my life. And I, I, I had to say that. Had to say that. I had to. Because if I never get a chance to talk to Joyner again, I had to let him know that this amazing opportunity that just happened wouldn't have been here if I never saw his song before that made me stay. And the best thing about this is, you know, he embraced me after that, but he later on performed that song. He brought me back on stage to share that moment with him in front of all of his audience, brought me out, wrapped his arm around me, and performed I'm Sorry with me. Like, that was full circle in the highest power. And that that was that was an experience that I can't can't explain. I love it, I love it. And Chapter was like I said tonight in a video. Um when it's all said and done, what do you want your legacy to be? Oh, what do I want my legacy to be? Um I want to be proof that it's possible if you just be you. I grew up wanting to change who I was. I grew up wanting to be different. I grew up hating myself as a black man, as a fat black man, as a fat, broke black man, as all of these things that really made me stand out as less than to my classmates. I wanted to be different. I wanted to be them. And I've always seen more success in just being myself, not impressing anybody, just being myself. I want to show every man that it's possible to be vulnerable and not be weak. It's not weakness. It's true strength, being vulnerable. It's true strength, tapping into your most sensitive side and just learning how to articulate your emotions is the most important thing. Like, I want to be able to just be known for someone that just wanted to help people, that just wanted to, like, inspire people, and just wanted to, to show that it's that you could, that you could survive, that depression won't win, don't have to. Society don't have to win. Our mental illnesses do not have to win. And you're not alone. Just normalize some of these tough conversations. And just learn to love and accept everybody. Like, I have so many things that I just want to just, just be known to mass audiences. I just, we just need more love. We just need more love. More honesty, more love, more truth, more vulnerability transparency we just need more and if i could be known for that yeah man, especially with all, man you are such an inspiration your music is amazing you're such a beautiful energy go ahead and tell everybody they can find you book you all those fun things thank you um 
You can actually find me everywhere at Shy the Realist. It's C H I underscore T H E R E A L I S T. Um, if you anywhere in New York, New York State at all, um, my first big, big solo headlining concert is um, December 8th in Rochester, New York at Flower City Station. Um, my VIP tickets is already officially halfway gone, <laughs> and it's only been like four days. This is crazy. <laughs> I was, it's ridiculous. Um, but it, it's so, it, I've done so much in my city. You know, I've put my life on the line for my city, put my body on the line for my city. I've came back from sunny Los Angeles to, you know, fight in a movement that I was really passionate in. And I've just dedicated so much of my, like, myself to what's right and what our city needs. And I've never, you know, really done my own thing. I've performed on so many other people's shows. Never done my own. And this is my first time doing my own. And so to see the love that I'm getting for it, to see the people ready to pop out for it, it means a lot. So um, if you're in New York, if you want to come down and see, you know, definitely tap in, come through. But if not, if you can't, just feel free to stream me, watch me, um, follow me everywhere at Shy the Realist, C-H-I-C-H-E-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. That's definitely what's up. Thank you so much for coming through. I truly appreciate you. I'm so, so proud of everything that, you, that you've done and you continue to do. Keep on driving, for sure. Thank you. Love you, Denaya. Thank you so much. Bad kids, we out. Period. <laughs> hmm. Message. Message. This what it feel like when you walking out of depression. Woke up this morning, reminded by y'all of my blessing. Yesterday I was complaining and laying around stressing. Today I realized that it's out of the question. No pun, go for it, get first. Down, what goes? Hub must come back. Down, I was lost, but chum found. Pick your head up, get your crown. This what it feel like when you walking out of depression. Looked in the closet, decided to put on my best. Had him real interest to cover with one of my exes. Told her, please don't come to my line with none of that stress. I keep my spirit protected. I told anxiety and my depression to exit. I told my losses the lessons and then I just called them investments. Riders blocking affect me. I've been moving the block like it's Tetris. I'm trying to be a millennial with a garage inside the condominium flexing. Don't mind me a manifest. I remember being down, down bad. Had to use liquor to put me out. I moved to LA and ain't have a place. Staying on the couch in my homie house. Used to struggle for the studio, now I'm getting movie roles. I used to struggle for the studio, now I'm getting movie roles. This would it feel like when you walking out of depression. Woke up this morning, reminded by y'all of my bliss. Yesterday I was complaining and laying around stress. Today I realized that it's out of the question. No pun, go for it. I 
Most of my stories are painful. My past, my past, are threw me at the service. There wasn't preaching at the churches. I never reached them out to worship. I know God helped me get through it, but why should a sinner ever see the furnace? You are not worth it, you worth it. It's okay to cry because you hurting. You ain't got to hide from the surface. I'd rather hear about your day to see a body lay while they pray at your service. Your best day ain't even happened yet, so why give up after your words? Depression is only a cloud. The sky can break when they disperse. I almost leaped in the leg. I took a step back because I'm better off leaping and fed. I won't be defeated today. You will never have to live today again. Tomorrow will be a new day. Tomorrow will be a new day. Tomorrow will be a new day. This would have feel like when you walking out of depression. Woke up this morning reminded by all of my bliss. Yesterday I was complaining and laying around stress. Today I realized that. Legacy.